From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. Good evening to you, Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. Special welcome to those of you listening to us around the world via the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Great to have you with us. And by the way, friends, we want to let you know, those of you in the uh, greater Modesto area, Elaine, this Wednesday afternoon, yes, the uh, 28th of March, we have a great opportunity. You know, it seems like the ABC family of late has been hit with a lot of illnesses, both, you know, uh, volunteer families and friends and, and staff and, and family of staff. And so uh, we're going to have a James 5 time of prayer and anointing. And that'll be this Wednesday afternoon, uh, March 28th from 2 to 3 in the afternoon. And if you would like to come pray for others or if you'd, uh, if you need some prayer and anointing, uh, the oil will be flowing, uh, as well as the prayers. And right. we'd love for you to join us. Again, that's from 2 to 3 p.m. this Wednesday, March 28th. And we just love to have you, uh, join us. Again, uh, our welcome to Lighthouse Live. Of course, our, uh, my co-host and producer and uh, engineer, uh, <laughs> Elaine Harlan. Uh, we say with that loosely. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, our uh, our faithful predecessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, yes. Al Ramsey, with us mm-hmm. as well. And uh, great friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been uh, actually partnering for quite a while now in ministry, known him for a long time in this area, just great hearts for marriage. Uh, Jim and Alicia Stewart with us uh, here. And we'll be talking about uh, what God has called them to in a great effort, a great initiative here in Stanislaw County. We'll be talking about their ministry in just a couple of minutes. Right now, though, let's check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with a word for Jesus freaks from the Gospel of Mark, Chapter 8. Jesus said, If any of you want to be my followers, you must forget about yourself. You must take up your cross and follow me. If you want to save your life, you will destroy it. But if you give up your life for me and for the good news, you will save it. Then he said, Don't be ashamed of me and my message among these unfaithful and sinful people. If you are, the Son of Man will be ashamed of you when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Well, hey... I do not want to bring shame to Jesus, my Savior. I will take up my cross. Will you join me? Will you stand with persecuted Christians? Go online to persecution.com. You know, Elaine, this is this is one of those uh, 
passages that we fly by, you know, so many times in, in church and in our own readings. And, yeah, we're supposed to take up our cross and follow him. But, you know, when it comes down to it, what does that really mean? And, and you look at uh, people around the world who are being persecuted for the name of Jesus Christ and, and how we just sometimes are just kind of fat, dumb, and happy here and and uh, kind of give God the leftovers. And, boy, he, he wants us to be on the cutting edge. He wants us to be out there where we're really walking in faith and allowing him to uh, to run our lives and uh, to flow through us as a conduit. I think you right, Mike. I think in this country especially we don't really, really know what that word means. Mm. And it's uh, we encourage you, friends, to plumb the depths of that particular uh, verse to what does it mean? to take up your cross and follow Christ. What does it mean to really turn it all over to him? And uh, I think a little bit later on we'll be talking to Jim and Alicia about what that means in the context of marriage because I know that uh, we've certainly run a lot, through a lot of couples here at uh, AVC who, you know, really one of the major problems is a, a Christ-centered foundation for their relationship. And if we can get that dynamic going, other things begin to fall into place. We need the techniques. We need the knowledge. We need... Uh, how to know to uh, resolve conflict and, and how to communicate well, but uh, that that Christ-centered foundation is is okay. uh, is so critical. Speaking of Christ-centered foundations, let's check in with our friend Brad Dacus from the Pacific Justice Institute. It's time for the Legal Edge: a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now, with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Brad Dacus. Despite the voters of the state of Washington clearly defining marriage as between a man and a woman, the mayor of Seattle unilaterally decided to grant full marriage benefits to homosexual couples. Now, this is in spite of the fact that state law is very clear as to who is deemed married and entitled to certain employee benefits. Well, the Pacific Justice Institute soon filed a lawsuit on behalf of concerned citizens. Now, the case is pending before the appellate court, and this week, PJI has filed its opening brief arguing that the voters of Washington defining marriage and the laws of their state must be respected by everyone, even the mayor of Seattle. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. And what a great website they have. Again, that's www.pacificjustice.org. In fact, you can call them toll-free from our area. One triple eight three zero five nine one two nine. That's one triple eight three zero five nine one two nine. And again, friends, the the neat thing about the Pacific Justice Institute is that they provide their attorney services for free. Free, we like that word. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, when when you want to fight something legally, it's just you know, I mean, people have to give up. They just don't have the resources. But uh, there are people like you who donate to the work mm-hmm. of the Pacific Justice Institute that enable them to uh, influence many. And, and a lot of these things are handled outside of court. You know, they send a, a letter just very amicably uh, explaining uh, what the law really is, and oftentimes these things are settled before it gets to court. So, again, we encourage you to not only support uh, the Pacific Justice Institute with your prayers, but also uh, financially as well. Absolutely. And there are people like you.
you who like to donate your time toward worthy causes, and that's what we're going to look at now with the volunteer of the uh, United uh, Way Center of the uh, the list of opportunities to serve. The American Red Cross would like for you to support the community by helping to staff the first aid station at public events. And the ARC trained volunteers are the emergency first aid front line for thousands of people who attend uh, or participate in events, including all the Modesto A's Nuts game. I, did I say Modesto A's? That's such yeah, a hard yes. uh, well, habit to break, isn't it? Well, nuts. It, it, nuts, know, okay. Yeah. <laughs> We won't go there, but the Modesto Nets games, all those people who uh, turn out for those chocolate festivals, fairs, concerts, fundraisers, company picnics, all those kinds of things, golf tournaments, and those people who turn out there, there are volunteers who are trained to respond to emergencies. And the ARC, or the American Red Cross, uh, training, uh, they provide training for volunteers to do just that. And, you know, that's a great – I mean, it's a fun – as long as you're not out there fighting for baseballs with the kids, it's a fun place to be. That's a good point. And, you know, it is a a dynamite. It it really is fun. You know, my my son and my daughter love to go to those – uh, minor league games and a great way to serve it's with a great the way to American serve. Red Cross. Great family uh, uh, event to take part in. Volunteers must be 18 years of age or older, ages 15 to 17, with approval of parent. Uh, and the standard first aid courses, uh, you must have uh, a lot of um, uh, backing behind this. The American Red Cross provides relief, uh, celebrating 90 years now, providing services to residents of Stanislaw County. And, of course, they, um, they prepare for and respond to emergencies, as we said, providing the emergency communication link between military and their families and conducting safety and first aid classes for the community. A very worthwhile thing to get involved in, indeed. Doctors Medical Center where you can interact with patients, visitors, and staff at Doctors Medical Center by joining the Service League. This is another great worthwhile thing for volunteers to consider. Uh, Volunteers are needed in all areas of the hospital to direct patients, uh, visitors, to assist family members in all kinds of areas, emergency room, escort discharging patients by wheelchair and assisting staff with errands and stocking supply carts and, uh, let's see, uh, uh, taking coffee to doctors and families and clerical support and all kinds of different things but see, i can't again, volunteer you know, for that you can't volunteer the for, coffee you know, might not get to the doctor definitely is a not yeah. definitely not also the emmanuel medical center where you can join a dedicated group of volunteers assisting patients again and delivering flowers and all kinds of fun stuff and again it's about connecting with people and and establishing relationships serving people and just sharing the love of jesus with the, the community also we would like to mention that this friday March 31st is an opportunity for you to adopt a grandparent day. March 31st, this this coming Friday, isn't it? I March think that's Saturday, the Saturday. 31st. Then it's the 30th. 30th, okay, I yeah, Friday. I better look at my calendar. It's the that's 30th. Right. Adopt a grandparent day. In a time warp day. thing. In a time yeah. warp. Oh, yeah, for a long time now. <laughs> it's, a, it's an age thing, I think. But the uh, English Oaks um, Nursing Facility on West Rumble Road from 3 to 4 p.m., and a lot of our ABC volunteers are showing up for this, Amen. and this is wonderful because there are so many wonderful, precious people who reside in these facilities 
who don't have visitors. Mm. A lot of them don't have family members coming to visit them. And for an hour, they are this week, Friday, the 30th of March, going to plant flowers in the courtyard along with the residents, those who can participate. And for those who can't, what a fun thing to, to watch and to just be, a, you know, just observe. And it's just a great way to, uh, to volunteer and, and reach out and love, love someone. And it's not just English Oaks. However, that's one of our participating facilities. But any of the nursing facilities, Facilities within our community and communities all over who may be listening. It's just a great opportunity to uh, reach out and share the love of Christ. So we would just uh, highly recommend for uh, family members of all ages to get involved in, in doing activities like that. The Volunteer Center of the United Way where you can reach Barbara Borbin. She would love to talk to you about any of these activities. She can be reached at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113. And if you want to give us a call about any of these items, you can always feel free to contact us here at ABC. We're at 209-544-9571. What is our number? 544-9571. Okay. Anyway, we got through that, didn't we? Well, we want to welcome back a great friend and brother and his lovely wife to Lighthouse Live, Jim Stewart and Alicia Stewart, who just got back from Hawaii. And before we get into all about healthy marriages, which Wait I know yours is, yours they is much, they just Hawaii. got back from Hawaii. And oh, I want to I want to hear man. about how much healthier your marriage is now because of Hawaii. How was Suffering it, for the Lord in, in Hawaii. <laughs> in Hawaii. And so glad. We were just really we had a great time, and it was a great time of relaxation and refreshment. And uh, we uh, we were blessed by our family who mm. who planned little surprises for oh, us that, that would great? that would show up in our cabin uh, along the way. And we had multiple birthday cakes and <laughs> anniversary yeah, cakes. How and fun! And we went celebrating 20 years of marriage. Congratulations! Amen. And we thought, you know, that's a nice accomplishment. So we'll celebrate with the cruise. But we were the babies. We were the baby marriages. Really? Seriously. There were um, a few, you know, honeymooners, and there were some, like, five-year anniversaries. But mostly they were 30, 40, 50, and 60-year anniversaries being celebrated. And what the neat part of that was there was a little um, anniversary celebratory party one day, and the gal who was emceeing it was young and single. And um, she just thought, okay, well, if I'm going to be in charge of this, it's going to be a very small group. And she was blown away by the large number of couples who had been married for the quantity of years that they were. And the love and the excitement still going on in those marriages. Well, and, and, you know, you need to take those times, right, in our relationships where you just go and you have some fun together. Absolutely. You know, the, the pressures of life, you know, come crashing in and, you know, you go through those stages, you know, and the kids come, and then you got baseball and soccer and all of that. And, and busy, and busy, busy. I know we'll probably talk about <laughs> date nights here at some point in the process. But, oh, yeah. you know, if, if you don't have those times, you know, in 20, uh, 25 years, you can look across the table and look at the other person and go, who are you? You know, and, and so I just uh, I lay an amen to that, to take that kind of opportunity. That, that's that got to be wonderful. Now, which island were you, uh, were you at? <laughs> Most of them. <laughs> oh, really? So oh, we, okay, uh, we flew over, and then we cruised around the islands, and then right. we took a little side trip to Fanning Island, which is... The Republic uh, of the, Kiribati. Yeah. And, uh, you say that well. You said that before. <laughs> it's because we had the... 
the natives there, and we had the Hawaiians who traveled with us and had been there several times. So it looks like the Republic of Kiribati, if you look at, if you read it, but it's wow. the Republic of Kiribati. Wow. So did you have to like have a passport stamp to get into yeah. the Republic? Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah, and it was fun. It was it was uh, in the final scenes of Gilligan's Island. You're, you're <laughs> actually you're actually on Fanning Island. Is that so right? Really? It's really the, the the South Pacific experience. It's very you know natural. It's primitive. It's not very big. Yeah, primitive. <laughs> well, it sounds like some set out of a James Bond movie or something. It was. It was. Uh, we're sending double of to the island of Kiribati. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, we often talk about the body of Christ partnering together and working together for the community and. Uh, making it a better place and a safer place. And tonight I know we're going to talk about the body of Christ working together for a healthier marriage. And we're, we're going to talk about a coalition. You want to speak about what a coalition is and, and talk about that a little bit? I sure do. I, we were introduced to this concept uh, about five years ago when our church sent us to a conference called the Smart Marriage Conference. And... Um, we, we heard a lady speak about this community coalition, and ever since then, it's just really stuck in our minds to, to be something that, that we wanted to bring to our county. Uh, what, a, what a coalition is is a network of churches, organizations, uh, private practitioners and in the uh, marriage and family therapy field, um, corporations even, uh, and it all works together. To, and the goal of our coalition is to working to preserve marriages, increase marital happiness, uh, increase marriage among singles, and also to help build public awareness on the value of marriage. And decrease divorce. And decrease divorce. Well, and that's really a byproduct, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Of uh, I mean, if you aim at the target of, of decreasing divorce, you know, you're not likely to hit it. But if, when you hit these very positive things and the right. foundational issues, you know, that becomes a wonderful byproduct. Now, you guys have had a heart for uh, for couples and, and uh, for healing marriages. Talk a little bit about uh, what brought uh, you into this calling and, and how God brought to you to where you are today. Maybe a little bit of our background mm-hmm. would be helpful because um, we were we often discuss this why we're doing what we're doing, um, why we've left our jobs and to come to this nonprofit coalition. Um, but really, we have a heart for marriage because we have experienced um, either individually or as a child or an adult child, we have experienced the pain of divorce. Um, and broken marriages. And when Jim and I were dating and getting ready to get married, we knew we wanted to get married. Um, we knew we were in love. We knew we wanted, but we also knew we did not have a good um, role models mm. to be happily married in our parents or in our past. And so we began to look around us and say, okay, what are we going to do different? Because divorce is not an option. Um, so we we looked to other role models that we could find. We made some ground rules for our, our own marriage, um, and we looked for education and help. And having gone through the pain of a previous divorce, or um, my parents were married for over 20 years and then divorced. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what age you are. When your parents get divorced, you're 
you're not if you're affected absolutely and when a divorce happens when a marriage or is broken up or um, hurt it's not only those two people who are in the marriage that are hurt it is their children their parents their siblings their neighbors their co-workers the whole community is negatively affected by a broken marriage and a divorce and we just didn't want that and we wanted all the blessings of marriage and I had previously looked for the blessings of marriage outside of marriage and uh, guess what they don't happen <laughs> God does not bless um, something that's trying to be a marriage that's not marriage mm-hmm. and but he definitely does bless marriage mm-hmm. so we wanted that and um, we felt like God gave us that he gave us the blessings of marriage and we wanted everybody else to be able to have that too because that's his will for us is he wants to bless us you know and he has. thank thank god and, and praise god that you guys have what you have alicia and, and what you said makes a lot of sense you know when you think about it and i was thinking about this earlier you don't for cancer for example you know you're going through life happily ever after and you don't think much about cancer until it hits your life personally and you lose someone mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're thinking about cancer because it hits your life in a personal way, and all of a sudden, cancer matters in your right. family. In the same way with marriages, and all of a sudden, now you're you, you know you're faced with this issue in your life, and all of a sudden, you know you're interested in those kinds of issues, and anyone in a marriage situation or facing some of the issues that people who are married are faced with you're going to be concerned about those issues and you find couples and the couples that you are working with in the coalition the healthy marriage coalitions you're finding the same thing i know jim has introduced us to couples who have faced uh, serious marital issues uh, in their lives who never thought of those kinds of things until it happened to them and all of a sudden now their lives have dramatically changed to the point where they are their whole lives are just encompassed in, mm-hmm. in this issue. Yeah, you hear so many about so many marriages where uh, one or the other spouse uh, all of a sudden gets hit up the side of the head with a brick from the other spouse and says, I'm not happy, I'm leaving. And a lot of that is because um, of unmet expectations that just build up over the years. Um, this is really a, 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 a tough issue, um, and, it, and it all... It can be solved, generally speaking, with education um, and finding out about each other as you go through and talking about those expectations. Um, having some tools to to bring up the issues and explore all the things that you need to talk about. You know, not everything needs to be an issue just mm-hmm. because it's a it's an expectation. And uh, but when there are unmet expectations, that leads to resentment, and all of a sudden your spouse is saying, "Hey, I'm out of here." You know, and we just need to do the things that uh, we can do to help prevent those kind of situations. Well, as you say, uh, Alicia, a lot of times the modeling is not there uh, and how to deal with some of these issues. So for a lot of couples, uh, you and and other couples like you are really uh, helping others discover new things that they've never seen uh, before. And uh, a great way that uh, God, God uses us to leverage mentor couples. 
I mean, you guys are investing in the lives of others, mm-hmm. and God is using what, what you've learned over time, and he's using uh, couples who've had, you know, major uh, issues in their marriages, in their lives. He is using them in powerful ways to help others. And, and I think, uh, Jim, we so much appreciate uh, what your commitment to the body of Christ working together. We use that, you use that word coalition. That's right. And that's what it really is, the body of Christ working together and also uh, partnering up with uh, non-faith-based right. entities, you know, because everybody has something to bring to the table. And uh, let's talk a little bit about um, how the Stanislaus County Health, uh, Healthy Marriage Coalition is bringing those various facets together and uh, helping them all work together towards this this goal of having healthy marriages, and again, that byproduct is is reducing the rate of divorce. We we really see the coalition as being um, we think about it being kind of a wagon wheel, and mm-hmm. with the coalition being the hub of that wagon wheel, and all of the um, other partners that that we like to seek, we we think of them as spokes on the wheel. Churches are a major spoke on that wheel. Churches are the really, I think, the driving force behind marriage education these days. But they're not the only thing. There, there's lots of people out there with good marriages um, that don't know churches and don't step foot in churches. And there's a lot of people that uh, to get some marriage education, they wouldn't step into a church. So we need to have other facilities out there giving marriage education, too, so that we can keep our families intact and keep our community strong so um we're really looking for a a wide range uh to draw from in our community we want we'd like to work with agencies for instance the red cross the ymca uh the police uh and fire departments uh corporations we'd love to have corporations get behind this plan and um well, just for instance, on corporations, what's the draw for a corporation to be involved in a healthy marriage coalition? Well, um, a worker who is happy in his family situation right. is yes. more stable. He's mm-hmm. more productive. Mm-hmm. He's more likely to show up for work. Mm-hmm. Have less you know, sick days. Have less sick days. Mm-hmm. It's beneficial to a company to help their employees have a strong marriage. So we that's another hub or another spoke on you know connected to our hub that we'd like to have we'd even like to have the arts community we'd like to have uh the media you know get on board with us so we we really we really hope to go as we go down the line is to draw from a real broad base of community support because the couples are the basis of the families. The families make up our communities, and once any, if any of those areas lacks, the whole community has a problem. Well, you, you look at the problems we have with with gangs in our areas, and so often, you know, a lot of those gangbangers are from homes that are are very dysfunctional, you know, uh, to to a certain degree. And uh, they're looking for love in all the wrong places. They're looking for belonging. They're looking for meaning. And it ain't happening at home. And so they're looking, you know, towards the hood to take care of that. And you're exactly right. If we can start building up the family. And and I think one of the battles that we have, Jim and Alicia, is we're fighting a lot of media influence. I mean, look how Hollywood, through through sitcoms, has ridiculed healthy marriage, marriages and they've glorified dysfunctional marriages. No kidding. That's right. You know, and, and uh, that, that has to, you know, there's kind of a, 
uh, a programming that's going on in our young people's minds, and it takes a lot to fight that. And obviously it does take that community effort. Now this is a, and you mentioned going to this conference, this is a, a national emphasis, isn't it, to, to bring uh, various entities together in local communities and to uh, bring these uh, uh, coalitions to a, to a healthy level. Absolutely, and we we're affiliated with the California Healthy Marriage Coalition. We're we're separate, but um, we got to get a lot of assistance from the California Healthy Marriage Coalition. It's the first statewide coalition, and uh, we're we're working as part of a movement to bring this to every state mm. and every county and hopefully every city. Mm. Yeah, and there is Jim mentioned the um, the national conference that we went to several years ago, there's also a Christian, it's called AMFM, um, conference that's held every year that brings Christian educators and ministries together to help families and marriages grow, um, to give education, to train the trainers so that they can go back into their own communities and teach classes. And those are a lot of the trainings that we have attended ourselves, and we also um, provide that training for people in the area who have a heart for for marriages, um, whether you're an individual or you're associated with another church or affiliation of any sort that is going to help families and marriages, we will send you to the trainings to become a trainer of couples here in our community. And so that's one of the things that we do is we like to channel couples who either are in need, in crisis, or premarital, or just wanting to grow their marriage because what's what you're not working on is falling apart <laughs> underneath you. Um, couples who just want to continue what a good thing and make it better, we can um, channel them into classes, seminars, weekend retreats, things like that. We want to channel couples in our community into those, and we also want to provide um, training for the trainers um, in those areas. So that's where we get some of our training and what we use. Well, I think one of the challenges is, you know, Joe and Mary are, are sitting at home and and uh, they're going, well, yeah, we've been married for 15, 17, uh, 20 years, but, well, you know, what do we have to offer? Uh, I, I would think uh, that you have a unique answer to that, that they probably have a lot to offer if you can just get them connected, right? Absolutely. They do. Mm. They do. Um, the research shows that, that a couple who has weathered a crisis um, and made it through and, and stayed together um, is really a beacon of hope mm. for those out there that are suffering. Um, and most people who, who take the time to work through their differences, uh, the, the, the percentage that say, I am extremely happy after they've weathered that, is very very high so there's a lot of hope out there and we we hope to bring more of that hope as we continue to bring this um, pro-marriage message to our county we um, we really you know hope to bring a kind of a public relations campaign to Stanislaw County on the value of marriage Amen. you may have seen some of the signs around town in February for marriage week. Um, little little hints, you know, have you hug your spouse today, enjoy a lingering kiss, yes, um, we did. We ask how was your day. <laughs> you know, little, just little things add up to, right. to positive things. Um, I want to go back to Mike mentioned um, to the couple that says we've been married for 15 years, but what I really have, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a Sunday school teacher. I'm, you know, what do I have to offer? Jim and I 20 years ago looked at our parents and said, okay, 
failed marriage, failed marriage, or multiple failed marriage. So we didn't have them. So we looked at our grandparents and said, okay, healthy marriage, and we want to do that. And we're talking about the the young women that I work with today cannot even do that. They look at their parents, who may or may not have been married. They look at their grandparents, who had failed marriages. So they don't have an example. So a couple who's been married for 15 years has a lot of hope sure. and experience to offer and hope, like Jim's saying, to offer to couples who are pondering whether or not they should even attempt marriage. It's a win-win situation. Absolutely. Oh, we've got so yeah. much more to share with you guys. But right now it's time to get the Kleenex box out as we listen to a fabulous song from Mark Schultz. This song touches our hearts, and it's called Walking Her Home. We'll be back with more on Lighthouse Life. Looking back, he sees it all. It was her first date the night he came to call. And her dad said, son, have her home on time. And promise me you'll never leave her side. He took her to a show in town. And he was ten feet off the ground as he was walking home. Holding her hand Oh, the way she smiled He stole the red right out of him Down that old road With the stars up above He remembers where he was And I keep fell in love He was walking her said, come in and meet your son. And his knees went weak when he saw his wife. Well, she was smiling and she said, he's got your eyes. And as she slept, he held her tight. His mind went back to that Yeah. 
It was her first date the night he came to call. Can I borrow my Kleenex? Well, and we're supposed to maintain <laughs> Sorry, after that. Sorry, that's Mark and, oh, Schultz. man. Walking her home Isn't on a Lighthouse Live. Isn't mm. that a wonderful song oh, from the very beginning, all of their lives? Now, you talk about a marriage. Is that not an awesome story, Jim, Alicia? Walking her home from the very first date all the way through 80-something years of marriage. Just just an awesome story. It just gives you chills, I think. Anyway, we are celebrating the healthy marriages and... And uh, Jim and Alicia Stewart with us. And, you know, I saw something on your guys' website that I just thought was so cool. Um, a lady named Diane said this. She says, to get divorced because love has died is like selling your car because it's run out of gas. Isn't, isn't that something? Uh, it helps if I turn your microphone up here, too, so you can, can join in the conversation. Is know, it, that that's was, true, that isn't it? That was by Diane Solee, and, and she is really a... Uh, She's really a special person. She's the person who's put together the Smart Marriage Conference almost single-handedly for uh, the last 10 or 12 years, and she is just really a major force in this movement. So we like to salute her. And Her website is www.smartmarriages.com. So if you get a chance to check that out, it's a great site. But, you know, it's true. So many young people today, you hear people say, well, I don't love him or her anymore. (laughs) You know, it's over or whatever. And so what you guys are doing is such an important thing because you're helping people to realize that sometimes it's a situation of communication. And I know Pastor Mike uh, sees a lot of couples through the doors of ABC here that a lot of times it boils down to simple communicating and things like that. You know, you you talked about a a, a hub and Mm -hmm. spokes Mm -hmm. as far as the coalition goes. You know, I think communication is like that in marriage. You know, if if we communicate well, a lot of those ancillary things can fall into place. That's right. But if we're not talking, if we're not communicating with each other, if we don't have some type of skill set for conflict resolution, everything, finances, kids, you know, the whole shot can come can come crumbling down. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that that emphasis and and the resources that you see today that that are available to couples maybe that need some uh, shoring up in that area. You know, I, I think couples need to. Uh, one thing that we learned, I, I can talk about our own marriages. We, you know, we learned that communication isn't just necessarily talking. You know, communication is, is when one side gives a message and the other side receives the message mm. that was intended. Yes. So. It's important that you learn some skills and that you learn, you know, you get rid of some cliches sometimes. And, and Alicia? Right. And, Mike, you're, you're talking about um, that communication that's necessary and the sp- hope the hub and the spokes happen. We find that 70 to 80% of the Arguments that couples have can simply be resolved with no real problem-solving skills other than communication. Mm. When I completely understand my spouse's point of view and he completely understands my point of view, we simply understand each other and the problem is solved. And that's There's, not necessarily agreeing even. That's just, right. yeah, that's right. just that's understanding right. and, and having a sympathetic ear. 
course, we, we, we have these filters, don't we? Kind of like in radio broadcasting, you know, it goes through the filter and, you know, well, that's not what I meant. Well, it's what you said. And, you know, we don't always hear, we don't always understand what the other person meant, you know, because we've got our own filters, right? Yeah, sure. And the other thing we do is we do a lot of mind reading for each other, and we're really not capable of doing (laughs) that. Only God knows what's in our mind. And I want to go back to what Elaine was was saying. I don't love him anymore. I don't feel it. Um, Jesus Christ is our example in marriage, and he probably didn't really feel like heading up that hill with that cross on his shoulder. Um, But he was committed in his love for us. And he said that we needed to follow his example as him as the bridegroom and the church as the bride, the husband and the wife. Um, You love is what you do, not just how you feel. And yeah, the chemistry is great. Mm -hmm. It's fun. Mm -hmm. It'll come. It'll go. It'll come back. That's That's the hope too. You're not just stuck in it. It's not a ball and chain. Um, There's commitment and there's joy and a lot of hope. And a lot of action, too. Love is I, action, absolutely. Isn't it? I yes. think in our marriage, I can, I can speak for our marriage in particular, we've fallen in love many times. And it, Amen. It, <laughs> and I've been in Hawaii. 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 I was just yeah. going to Hawaii say, didn't hurt Hawaii. <laughs> but you know what? If you can't afford um, a Hawaiian cruise every year. or right. We couldn't. We were... We worked really hard to save for that in that 20 years. But um, what we did as a young couple who was um, very financially stretched um, with young children, we made dates where we could find them. Mm. Um, We encourage our couples to have a date night and to have a business night where they're totally separate. One is for fun. One is for dealing with Amen. business, like finances or whatever, mm-hmm. and you get down to business, and you know that sometime during the week we're going to talk about that. We don't have to have a fight about it on Monday if we know our business meeting is on Wednesday. But we also know that on um, Friday night um, we can't afford to go out to dinner movie, so we're going to pack up the baby and go out to the mall and put him in the stroller and walk and enjoy their air conditioning and hold hands and window shop. Mm-hmm. That cost us... Um, back then a whole lot less in gas but just the gas money to get to the mall Mm. um you can turn anything into a date if you say let's have a date let's do this but we have to carve that out and make that intentional don't we that's right it doesn't happen by itself right yeah and we we have to agree on it too Mm. because there's some sometimes there's a, a perception that this is a date on on one of the spouse's parts and the other spouse may not share that. You know, sitting in sitting in front of the TV holding hands and watching a program may be a date to somebody, but it may not be a, a date to the other spouse. So we have to, you know, sometimes we have to actually communicate, is this a date or we're having a date? Or, you know. <laughs> Those expectations yeah, we need to can make it really get out of whack, yeah. can't they? I love Eugene Peterson's uh, translation of the Apostle Paul's words in, in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 7. He says, marriage is not a place to stand up for your rights. He says marriage is a decision to serve the other, whether in bed or out. Yep. It's pretty cool, huh? Absolutely. Yes. And it is a decision every single day that we make. Just like every day we make the decision to serve and follow Christ, every day we make the decision to love our spouse 
with action and in words. Even when we don't feel like Even it. Even when we don't feel <laughs> Probably like it. Probably especially right, when we don't feel like it. You know, there's a, there's yeah. a great verse, Ephesians 5.21, to submit to one another mm. out of reverence yes. for Christ. Amen. And that means, you know, I'm, I'm not doing this. Mm. And, you know, we, I, I mean, we, Lori and I could wake up tomorrow morning and she looks at me and goes, man, the caveman is next to me. And, <laughs> you know, uh, this is a very scary looking Cro-Magnon being here and and she may not have the warm fuzzies for me today but but you know she's submitting to me out of reverence for christ and i'm submitting to her out of reverence for we're doing it for the lord that can kind of get us over some stuff where you know we may not have the uh the warm fuzzies for each other today but boy i love christ and so we're 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 just going to get through this today that's right? right I think one of the tools that we learned, we, we had some ground rules when we kind of started dating. And one of our ground rules was that um, we give each other the benefit of the doubt. You know, and in um, Emerson Egerich's book, Love and Respect, he mm-hmm. talks about um, the evil-minded, the evil-hearted person or the, or the kind-hearted person. Well, I could never believe that Elisha was an evil-hearted person. So if I keep in my mind that she's a kind-hearted person, it changes the way I think about our interaction together. But on the other hand, if you if your you know, mindset is that this is an evil-minded person, you're going to read a lot of things into something that just aren't, may not even be there. So, Negatively, yeah. Well, and, and that, that speaks to also uh, when, when we talk about our spouses to always, always talk about them in positive terms. You know, I mean, I, I was a cop for 10 years and in the fire service for another, you know, 7 to 10 years. And, you know, the locker room talk was was pretty unique. And, uh, <laughs> right. yeah. That was very diplomatic. Yeah. And, you know, was a, lot, nicely put, a, a lot was said about spouses. But one of the things that Lori and I committed to before we got marriage, uh, married was that we would always build each other up in word, whether we're alone with each other or we're talking to someone else. And, and for, you know, 17 years we've held to that. We just do not put each other down ever. And if there is something that needs to be talked about in that way, then it's, a, you know, we, we do it between ourselves. We certainly don't do it in front of other people. Let's talk about that, that aspect of, of, of building each other up in front of other people, what, what what kind of impact does that have? You know, one of the biggest blessings that we have experienced in our marriages is when one of us catches the other one talking about the other one in a positive light, and wow. it gets back to us through a third party. Mm. That is just yes. an Such awesome a thing. Great blessing, great, mm. absolutely, mm. from the beginning. Yeah, giving each other the benefit of the doubt and speaking kind words, mm. lifting each other up. Um, the verse in the Bible that tells us to watch what we say, that it might benefit those who listen. Um, people who listen might not be the person that you're talking to. So if I'm talking to you and I don't know Elaine is listening, um, what I say needs to be beneficial to her too. Mm. So when we're speaking about our spouses, um, you're right. We need to speak in a positive. And we learn these things through classes that we've been through. Um, we learn these things through um, seminars. We, we learn from listening to other um, happily married couples. We get these hints and these 
these things from them. And we want to share those kind of clues, hints, tricks of the happily married couples with every couple, mm. every person who yeah. desires a happy marriage, whether they're married yet or not, mm. um, so we can plug them into courses. You, you know, know and no amount of money can buy those wonderful blessings that you speak of. And we've got more with Jim and Alicia right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39, to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about AVC involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and AVC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. You know, some of us can do donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them, and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? 
we ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing Vibrant Communities. Faith in action. Pure, simple, proven effective. Carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. And we're back with you on Lighthouse Live, Pastor Mike, Elaine, and our special guest tonight with the Healthy Marriage Coalition, Jim and Alicia Stewart. And so glad to have you guys with us. What a wonderful thing you're doing. One question that I have uh, to ask of you is, how do churches receive this ministry slash organization um, when you propose it to them? Um, are they open to it? Um, how, how does that work? They're open. Uh, it, it really varies from church to church. Uh, some churches are, are so small that they can't imagine having a marriage ministry, per mm-hmm. se. Um, some churches are so big they think they've got it all covered. Um, <laughs> churches in the middle, I think, are probably the ones that I think have been most uh, eager to embrace this, where they, they see that the, they could use a little help. A lot of times... It's the pastor is the premarital ministry, and the pastor is the uh, crisis marriage uh, intercessor. Um, and they might occasionally have some marriage enrichment events, you know, weekends, retreats, and, and or maybe a video seminar or something like that. But um, we really wanted to provide the tools where, um, you know, it's not such a big burden on the pastors. Uh, you know, we really believe in um, prevention, and we mm-hmm. believe that... Uh, through a good premarital program uh, that even starts in the early teen years, we want to start teaching teens to have relationship skills that they can carry throughout their lifetime. Mm. We want to we want to bring information to singles so that they have the the skills that they use to make good uh, life partner choices, and we want to we want to build up those premarital couples that are really seriously dating or or you know, actually engaged. And we want to give, we want to give them skills all through these different touch points Mm. so that they can make good choices early in life and not have to do do overs. We know there's really something for everybody, isn't there? Right. Think about it. Well, speaking of that, how about, because we're, I know we're bumping the clock a little bit and we, we may want to make sure we cover this. What about the blending family? I mean, you know, a good 50, when I was on staff locally here, a good 50 to 60% of the couples coming through my door for premarital help were heading into blending families, which is a whole different ballgame. Uh, what, what's out there today for, uh, to, to help people who will be blending families together? Well, that's, that is, you're right. That is a huge issue. Um, churches, uh, as many as 50% of the marriages that are taking place in the churches are marriages with step-families. Um, there's a lot of good information out there, and there are um, there are probably new resources, new tools coming out all the time to help step families and to help churches put those kind of ministries in place. And Don and Kathy Coriel, who are members of our board, mm-hmm. um, that is their heart is um, blending families together. Um, so they actually have created curriculum that's available to churches and ministries to use. Um, they are available as teachers. Um, so they're just one of the many avenues that we can point families down to be able to blend their families or be a step family, a healthy step family. You know, 10, uh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, anyway, 
there there wasn't a whole lot right. no. available to churches, and and people would walk in, and the pastor would go, ah, I don't know, you know, what do we do? <laughs> and uh, it's such a big issue today, and it really is kind of an extreme environment. And there are some special things that uh, that, that are necessary to to understand that there are some things in the blending family that will never ever change. That's you know, right. they're going to be there. You know, right. the, the X. You're, you're marrying the X too. And so, uh, you know, the, the, the premarital part is, is incredibly important, not only for new marriage, but incredibly important for, uh, blending families as well. Which brings to my next question. What about the community marriage policy? It was kind of born here in, in the Modesto area. What, what's happening today, uh, across the nation with that and what kind of effect is it having? Well, we're really excited about the community marriage policy. Uh, Modesto was the first city in the United States in 1986 to sign the community marriage policy, and over 70 pastors and clergy signed that, saying that we're going to do a minimum uh, amount of re- – we're going to have a minimum amount of requirements for couples that want to be married in our churches by our pastors, and it's been a huge success. We had – in the Stanislaus County area, we had 140% divorce rate prior to the community marriage policy in 1986. And uh, now we're uh, we're down to a not so stellar 69 percent, but that's half. We've cut it in half. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot. There's there's a long way to go. Uh, you know, the national divorce rate is said to be 50 percent. So we're still above that. So we really want to take the community marriage policy, and we want to spread it throughout the county. It's been primarily a Modesto uh, issue. And we want to bring it out into Patterson and Oakdale and Slida and Riverbank and Turlock and, and all those outlines and cities. And we're really looking for um, people that in those communities that have the community contacts that are willing to uh, work and do some of that community marriage policy footwork. Amen. Well, guys, time's getting away from us, and this hour went by very quickly. But, Jim, would you plug your awesome website very quickly? We have a community resource website, and we hope that you would check it out as often as you can because it's constantly updated. That's www.stancomarriage.org. That's Stan like Stanislaw and Co like County. So (laughs) stancomarriage.org. Jim and Alicia Stewart, thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you'll join us again here on Lighthouse Live. Thank you, dear friends, for listening at home. Join us next week at 5 p.m. April 2nd. Special time with the Reverend Cheryl Birch. She'll be teaching on Passover. Have a great week and next time. Until then, May God continue to bless you.